Hello everyone, welcome to the Parkscope Christmas special episode. This is going to be actually a special episode where we're going to be, uh, by we I mean Jeff and I, watching Treasure Planet live and commenting on it, giving some behind the scenes info, our general reactions, including my first time seeing the movie. Um, as such, we please ask that uh, if you use a podcast player that automatically removes silence or speeds up the podcast so you can listen to it quicker, uh, you disable those features or just listen to it on the uh, online or in a browser or something like that. Uh, that'll greatly improve your enjoyment of this podcast, our special kind of, I don't know, thing, you know. Anyway, uh, thank you guys, and I hope you guys all have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. I guess this will be our Christmas special. Well, it could be our end of the year special, too. I guess we're recording this beforehand, then. It's a holiday special, not a holiday Christmas special. special. Yes, welcome to our Candle Night special, <laughs> our Festivus special. Uh, we are currently uh, putting up a DVD from Walt Disney Home Entertainment. I'm sure you can hear the computer that in the background. Or if not, uh, that's fine. Um... Coming soon to theaters. Okay, actually, we're not going to tell them what we're, what this is going to be quite yet. But I want to, we want to, oh, it's a preview for the new hit Pixar movie coming out soon to theaters. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo, yes. So you guys may be whittling down what we're actually going to be watching <laughs> based on this. You'll probably still not get it. Most likely. On the first guess, at least. I really like how this is a letterboxed widescreen Mm-hmm. Feature so basically, my fifty-five inch television has like a like nine inch border all around it. Mm. So it's like I'm watching this on my old forty-two inch right. television. Exactly. Technology, ladies and gentlemen. Finding Nemo is really good. Yes, it was. Finding Nemo is fantastic. We've had a couple my ties, so this is especially going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, we so we had my ties. We had some beer from a local brewery. We had we watched a bunch of coaster specials that we're mm-hmm. gonna upload for YouTube Tuesday. YouTube Tuesday. There we go. Sometime in 2019, if anyone still gives a shit, right? And um, yeah, anywhere we're in my apartment right now. Uh, we've been. Oh, by the way, I'm Parkscope Jeff. Yes, I don't think I've been introduced yet. Yeah, there we go. That's, That's fine. me. That's okay. fine. I mean, whatever. And I'm Joe. If you didn't know, I mean, oh. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna be your best friend. <laughs> Happy feelings gone. <laughs> anyway, Good uh, feelings gone. Feelings gone. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're talking about how awesome Finding Finding Nemo is. Coming soon in May 2003. Yeah, your son, your son Oprah, Fabio. Yeah, Fabio. May 30th, 2004, was it? Did a- Andrew Stanton did a couple of episodes of Stranger Things, didn't he? I thought I heard that somewhere. I did not hear that ever. Someone said that. Huh. I forget who. I do but not. I, I'm too lazy to look it up, so I'm counting on you to do that. Yeah, that sounds good. I can do that in a bit. I'm just, I'm just going to throw things out there and then re- count on you to do research. Well, before the movie starts, I need to go take a piss real quick and then grab a beer. So. Oh, that's pretty dangerous because that means that I'll be taking over. I mean, that's okay. Um, 
that that's more than okay with me. Okay, what's this next preview coming up? Uh, is this Brother Bear? <laughs> November 2003. Brother Bear? It is. Oh, shit, man. Nature calls, Joseph. Fuck. <laughs> Brother Bear with arguably the most interactive experience in a theme park. <laughs> you could say that. In California Adventure. <laughs> I like that. That was cool. And the randomly most famous Disney theme park generic song of the 2000s. Yeah, so you basically you take Inuit culture... And you basically go to like, hey, you know what's great? Canadian stereotypes. I wonder if they're going to mention Tim Hortons. <laughs> I mean, that's basically where they've gotten. Where well, they, they got the McKenzie brothers. Yeah, so, so there you go. Much good enough. We're 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 basically like one step away from just getting kids in the hall <laughs> involved <laughs> and, dr- and dressing them as Mounties. Yes, yeah, so it's like, well, I mean, we could get like, uh, what's who's one of the, uh, the famous Canadian singers? I don't know Canadians. Or, or singers. Or, okay, there we go. That's our problem. I was thinking like Alanis Morissette, but I don't think she's Canadian. I wouldn't know. Okay, hold on. Oh. Celine Dion's Canadian, I think. I think so. Hey, Siri. Is Alanis Morissette Canadian? I don't know what you mean by it's Alanis Morissette Canadian. <laughs> hey, Siri. Where is Alanis Morissette from? <laughs> this on the web for where is Atlantis more set from. Okay, so so <laughs> where is Atlantis more set from? This could be this could be my Midwestern accent. But here it does say Atlantis more set from Wikipedia says Lass Natalie Moore set is a Canadian American alternative rock singer. So she is from Canada. So I will yeah. give that to you, eh? Okay. You win. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we're now five minutes into the podcast, and no one knows what's going on right now. So basically, what we're going to be doing is a live watch-through of Treasure Planet. Yes, Treasure Planet. Um, because, man, why not? <laughs> yeah, so all, all of you with your Treasure Planet Blu-rays okay, so, and DVDs. Oh, shit! Atlantis, Milo's, Atlantis 2, Milo's Return. Wow. Um, so I've never seen Treasure Planet. Ever? Ever. Even when it came out? Even when it came out. Oh. I was the reason why Disney Animation's dead. <laughs> it's all your fault, Joe. Well, I mean, I saw Atlantis. It's and I'm literally like, your entire responsibility. I saw Atlantis. I'm like, fuck this shit. So Atlantis is good. The first one was okay. Atlantis is solid. It's okay. Is this where, um, what's his face is from? Hmm? Who were we talking about earlier? Who died? Who died? Yeah. What are you talking God. about? Michael Duncan, Michael. Oh, King Michael Duncan. Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. No, that's, in Atlantis. That's, that's not Michael Clark. That's Phil Morris. Phil Morris. Oh, okay, never mind. Who was uh, what's his name from Seinfeld? Yeah. Oh wow, Disney doesn't know what to do with Stitch. What a surprise! Yeah, so let's do something. Six, two, six. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm gonna go run to the restroom real quick. You can right. go entertain the folks okay. while they're doing this. And I'm gonna like grab a beer too, so <clears throat> Disney Stitch. So who all of you remembers Treasure Planet? Hands in the air. Okay, who even knows what Treasure Planet is? Anyone? Anyone? Joe, do you remember Bionicle? Yes. 
We have a Bionicle preview right now. How do we have a Bionicle preview? The Mask of Light or something like that. How is Bionicle Disney? I'm watching it right now. A shadow will be cast, he says. A hero will be chosen. Bionicle the movie, Mask of Light, premiering fall 2003. So Treasure Planet was credited as bringing down pretty much Disney traditional animation. I actually disagree with that because we all know it was Home on the Range that brought down Disney animation. Sapenya! Is this Disney, is this a... This, this is the IMAX edition. Oh, this is the IMAX edition. I thought this was gonna and, be um, and Lion the, King one and a half. Or well, whatever. and the platinum, and the platinum DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it said it was the number one animated film of all time. L literally like a month before Finding Nemo comes out. I mean, Finding Nemo's pretty damn good. No, 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 but I mean, Finding Nemo ended up making more money than Lion King. Oh, okay. That's, that's the point. Ah. So, so what, what growler do you have there, Joe? I have a growler of the uh, West Coast IPA from uh, Arche Brewing near me. Do you want some more water, by the way? Yes, please. Okay, I'll get some more water. What a wonderful phrase. <laughs> Treasure Planet is a John Musker and Ron Clements gem. Actually co-written by Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, who very shortly afterwards would be doing Pirates of the Caribbean. And if you watch Treasure Planet, which I'm sure all three of you have, then you will see a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean influences, or I should say Pirates of the Caribbean had a lot of influences from Treasure Planet. Um, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, along with John Musk and Ron Clements, also did Aladdin. So you'll see some similarities between Treasure Planet and Aladdin. And you'll see some similarities between Treasure Planet and Pirates of the Caribbean. So <clears throat> while we're talking, we, we assume that you're getting out your Treasure Planet DVD yes. to watch this with us. So Because that's sort of the point of this podcast. So right I now. think what we're going to do is we're going to start up Treasure Planet. And, we're gonna and I think what I want to do is pause it um, at the Disney Animation logo right at the top. You know when the, like, the star goes across the right, top? Right. We're going to pause as, as the star is right at the top. So you right guys can top. pause it, get it all synced up, to ready to go, and have it right at the top. And then we're going to pause it and then basically do a countdown so you guys can then number it. So then everything can sync up. So we can do some sort of like a, a riff tracks kind of for this. Um, my first what? time seeing it. Uh, the jokes will be way lamer. Uh, what, what could possibly be a better use of your time? I don't know. Jeez. Uh, Helping the poor. C certainly not watching Treasure Planet by itself. Help, yeah, helping the poor. Um, <laughs> curing cancer. Writing letters to your congressman. Solving crime. Masturbation. It's all much better than what we're doing right now. <laughs> not possible. Um, so I got okay. uh, West Coast IPA in my Who Farted glass. I need to send my dad uh, the ticket so we can get some Conky Dong. Okay. I'll bring up Conky Dong so we can have Conky Dong. For New Year's. For New Year's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clunky Dong and some Rollerblade. Sure. All good beer. I'll show you the photo later. Anyways, so uh, we're going to start this up. Okay. So we're going to pause it right at the top of um, the uh, Walt Disney Animation 
logo. Yeah, we're going to go through a couple of loading screens here. <laughs> That's fine. Disney DVD. I forget how to pause using my... THX? I forget how to pause using this. I think it's X. Okay, well, well, everyone at home can pause their DVD right as the thing, the Disney logo, the star is at the top. And then we'll tell you when to, when to go. Yeah, we'll figure this out in, live, in, in real time. Right. Okay, so now we're watching the Disney DVD thing. Where it's like, oh, but this is a loading screen, so you might not be able to pause it. I can't pause it. Right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why. But what I'm saying, when we get to the movie, right? Because the movie starts with that opening. Okay. So, let's see if. Excuse me. Okay, here's the logo. Okay, I can. Okay, so we can pause it. So. Okay. So we're paused. Roughly around the top. Yeah, we are now officially paused. So we're watch. So we're <coughs> looking at the Walt Disney Pictures logo, with the with the castle and the uh, half circle that gets the star. Drawn. Yeah, the star. So, which 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 for the longest time I always thought was Spaceship Earth. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not kidding. That I, is the I, greatest <laughs> thing in the world. I thought, I thought it was. That is amazing. The half, the half circle. Is that behind door me. locked? By the way, we should probably lock the door. Sorry, we're in my apartment. I just want to make sure that nobody like, yeah, lock the door. Other way. There we go. Okay, we're all we're all safe and secure now. Yes, oh, yeah. Throw the too. yeah. Throw the chain in there. You know, the mean streets of Akron, Ohio. Um, <clears throat> okay. So so we have paused it. So okay. it, we're looking at the Disney logo with the the shooting star at the top of the castle. So once we once we release it, then then you can release yours, and we'll be synced up to the movie, so you can follow along with uh, what we're looking at. Exactly. So I'm going to tweet out a photo real quick. So every everyone, if if you photo. Every, everyone, if you've never seen Treasure Planet before, pause this podcast. Go buy Treasure Planet. Buy it from Amazon. Have it shipped to your house, and then once it ships to your house, then you can unpause this. So we'll wait for you to pause <laughs> it and, and you, buy it from Amazon. Yes, and get it all synced up and ready to go. So I guess I'm. In the meantime, see, we'll play some hold the, music. You see, these are the people we wanted, you, that wanted to, hang, wanted to hang out with me. Yeah, I'm not really that interested. Yeah, but that's, that's David's What's cool. That? that? Oh, that's... Don't, I'll tell you about that. It's... You see people are graduating. They're Bri- like 19. No, they're 21. They're 22. Bryce is at uh, Epcot, you see? People. Things. Anyway. Okay. okay. Everyone ready? All right. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. And we're about to unpause it. In three, two, one. Go. Okay, here we go. Walt Disney Pictures presents... Firefly. <laughs> yeah, right. This really looks like the opening to Firefly. So if they're buying Fox, does that mean Firefly is now part of... Yes! No, no, no. They're not buying the, the network. I thought they're buying the network. No, they're not. So they're not buying Simpsons then? Maybe not. Okay, good. Tony J. Disney Hall of Fame voice. Mm. What's the voice? Frollo. Oh, and, yes. And yes, uh, yes. Monsieur Dark from Beauty and the Beast. God. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a million and one like DVD covers of like the Magic Mirror and stuff like that. Space pirates! So isn't a lot of this animation using, like, the crazy... 2.5D. Well, not the 2.5D, but, like, isn't a lot of the actual 
3D animation done using the background 3D uh, technology that they used for dinosaur and the Tarzan. Dinosaur? Yeah, Tarzan is the one I remember. They're talking about is that Tarzan has the um, they're using a lot of the 3D tech for Tarzan, but Tarzan was in the background. Well, they're using this a lot of this stuff in the foreground. Correct. Also, young Jim Hawkins has a blue eye and a gray eye. Really? Yeah, did you never notice that? I did not notice that. Oh, okay, so now it's two blue eyes. Oh. But way before, it was definitely a blue eye and a gray eye. So that was weird. By the way, we got like a three-second glimpse of Captain Flint, who (laughs) was animated by John Pomeroy, which, as far as I know, was his last Disney animation after he did Milo. What's he doing now? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know where a lot of these animation people went. They just sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. That was Captain Flint, by the way. Oh, okay, got it. So my big problem... I, lo- I love how the book narrates it to, yeah. to the kids. I mean, it's, it's future. And, it, and it's Tony J's voice. So, so my, like, my problem with... Treasure Planet. So, like, I've seen Jim's character model before. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of, like, analysis of Treasure Planet and how it's not actually a bad movie. It's a good blah, blah, whatever. So I've never seen it, though. Um, my problem with, like, Jim's character model is that it looks terrible. Well, I mean, he looks like the stereotypical, just sort of jack-off <laughs> teenager. He's so Boring. Yeah, he really is. He's just. But you, I mean, you can tell that's the Disney executive influence, where it's like we need to we need to connect more with today's teenagers, so today's teenagers can see the movie. So boring. Yeah, I wonder what Musker and Clemens's original concept for Jim was. Can we get him on the show? We should. Musker and Clemens. After we get Kirk Wise on the show, I told Joe that we have to get Kirk. Like Kirk Wise is like my holy grail podcast guest so if anyone out there knows kirk wise please get in touch with him and ask him pretty pretty please if he will talk to us we googled that and we couldn't find anything right oh yeah no, he, he's dis- he disappeared off the face of the earth with, the with everyone else who worked at disney animation and so should we the just 90s. Ha- should we hire private eye then or detective or a hacker no hacker wouldn't work we need we need to get well, location. But he can go into unlike the dark net or something and, and find him. We're not we don't want to we don't want to have sex with him or murder him. We want to find <laughs> we just, him. We just, just want to call him. <laughs> we don't want to buy drugs from so him. So that's that's the one you don't like. Yeah, no, I hate that model. Yeah. He plus he has the alt right haircut before it was actually a thing. So well, we're going to assume that he's not alt right in this movie. Yeah, he's a Richard. Sp- yeah, he reads Bre- Breitbart and it's like Richard Spicer, Spencer, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. God, that's so boring. Like, why do you have to make him like have no nose? Like, that's my big thing. Is like, you can you, you can ask John Rippo when you like, see him. Like, really, if you just gave him some facial features <laughs> besides the generic chin, he would be decent. Yeah. Like, the hair's cool, the eyes I get. Yeah. But he, like, if you have some sort of facial face, like just a little bit of cheekbone or something, just but it's just fucking flat with like a dot and now and now as he goes through this industrial area we get us some of the two and a half d technology yeah you can see there and that's the and that's the crazy thing is a lot of this is just like all that crazy this scene is mostly pointless you don't say yeah he just he just sort of goes through an industrial area and then gets caught by the cops i mean don't we all oh he's a slack off teenager we get it i mean don't we all do that like we just Solar sail on a, yeah. on a giant solar skateboard. Yeah, exactly. Laurie Metcalf, still under contract at Disney after doing Toy Story. 
Yeah, he has braces. And David Hyde Pierce in one of his more annoying roles. Really? Mm -hmm. Go figure. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Murder. (laughs) Okay, little girl. You don't want my dog food. Literally dog food. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's served in a dog bowl. Can we be more literal here? What's the point of the scene? What is the point of this? Well, that was was shock value. Oh, it's a joke. So so people can laugh because we're funny. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah, we're, we're already starting to see the problems here. We're off to a roaring start, ladies and gentlemen. Because, because like, here's the thing. Like, look Where's at- Jim, Joe? He must be in trouble again. There he is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's hanging out with all the, with the, uh, with the dialects. But the point is, <laughs> like, like, here's the thing. It's like, Beauty and the Beast, you're already pretty well on your way towards and... Like, are, are we able to see a counter on how uh, how much time has elapsed in our? Oops, um, I I don't know. Okay, never mind. Don't don't try it. I'm not gonna don't, I'm not gonna touch anything. Don't press buttons. <laughs> Shut up. Well, they're more like Cybermen. They're yeah, actually you're right. They're more like Cybermen. They're less like the Daleks. They're more like Cybermen. Um, except they move a little bit faster than Cybermen. Anyway, point is um. It's kind of one of those situations where it's like Beauty and the Beast is already rolling quite fast towards a situation, while this one is... Well, we've already done a full five-minute musical number in Beauty and the Beast by this time. Yeah. A great one. A great, one yeah. of the best ones Pretty ever. freaking fantastic. I mean, yeah. I would also argue Aladdin, or even, even uh, and Hercules. Any, any or all of the good ones. Hercules, even? Hunchback. Yeah. So the problem with this is already is that we're going nowhere. See, that was unnecessary for the policeman to call him a loser. Well, not only that, it's completely unnecessary for any of this to happen. Do you want to go to juvie, bro? Come on. He's going to cut out and do some weed. Yeah, don't we all right now? And of, Damn. Course, and of course he has to have an earring. Of course he does. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a man. That is a man. Well, I mean, we're in the late 90s. We remember Mystery Science no, Theater. Actually, no, we're in 2002. Yeah. They recorded the voices in probably late 90s. They probably recorded the voices before the towers fall, Jeff, is the point I'm trying to get at. I have no future. I'm such a loser. Awesome lightning effect, though, right there. Yeah, that is a pretty good one. Does he have, like, three collarbones there, or what? <sighs> obvious. <sighs> Too <Man>. obvious. <sighs> I'm such a... I mean, like, Jim should be relatable, and we're getting there with it, but how did any of that stuff yeah. beforehand... The I mean, the, the lack of, you know, real visceral emotion here. I mean... We, we're we're gonna get introduced to Billy Bones very quickly, like mm-hmm. now, and yeah. and and the plot is going to start like now. So everything we need to know about Jim had to have been set up in like those five minutes that and we they just didn't. had, and and we weren't. So and we weren't. Yeah, we just set him up as a loser, kind of, but we don't really get his true character, which is disappointing. I feel like you could have gone from the solar sail stuff 
right to being presented for the cops with his mom maybe chewing him out a little bit more and having to deal with yeah, the with, customers. With, yeah, without the clown car customer brigade at the but because we're not going to see them. Here's the thing: is you should have the actually no, we'll see them at the end. You need to use the customers to introduce Jim more. So mm-hmm. you should then immediately gone to well, like the cops, the, well, like the townspeople in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, introduce exactly. Bell and Gaston. So you want to immediately go from getting arrested instead of doing the whole entire oh, Jim's brought to home with the cops. His mom's like giving the side eye. Mm-hmm. Then he has to go clean the dishes and does everything and. You don't. Ha- it's like you don't have to really necessarily restructure everything. You just have to move it around a little bit. We need to save the cat moment too, which we haven't got yet. Where Jim does something like really like small but very heroic, which I mean, it's similar. I mean, to, I mean, well, it, but it's similar to what Aladdin <coughs> did when he handed the the poor the poor little kids the bread. Yeah, like that's that's a moment that you need, especially in an action movie when you don't have time to get through character where mm-hmm. there's so much plot. You need you need a moment like that, which we don't have that. I mean, we could say this is it. That was a pretty badass shot right there. Yeah, it's a great shot. With him, uh... With the snapping turtle. That would be Billy Bones. It's very hard to separate this from Muppet Treasure Island, in my mind. Have you listened to uh, this week's um, uh, Mousterpiece Theater? Do you listen to Mousterpiece Theater? No. Okay, so uh, for Jeff and for all of our listeners, you should listen to Mousterpiece Theater. It's one of my favorite podcasts. They review a Disney movie... Every single week. Oh, nice. And by Disney, they mean that in the loosest terms. Okay. So they go from, let me put it this way. This week they did Muppet Christmas Carol for the 25th anniversary. Last week they did um, There Will Be Blood. Nice. Because <laughs> it's technically Disney. Right. So just to give you an idea of where it's at. But anyway, they um, did Muppet Treasure Island this week. And No, no. Uh, they did Muppet Christmas Carol this week, and then they compared to Muppet Treasure Island a lot. Nice. So um, they were actually... Some deep canvas yeah, right there. Yeah, deep canvas. That's what it's called, deep canvas. Yeah, deep canvas. All this is deep canvas, pretty much. But um, they were doing... Um, they're more down on Muppet Christmas Carol than I am. They thought the dichotomy of basically Michael Caine's performance and the Muppets' wackiness was a little off-putting. I thought that was the point. No, oh, no. I absolutely love Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, no, I would love to I argue with them on that. I completely disagree. Yeah, I would, love to di- I would love to talk to them about that. But basically, anyway... Um, anyway, we're in an action scene now, and everything's burning down, so... Yeah, so the, the tavern burned in, like, three seconds... So I mean, we're moving I, very fast. I mean, it's it's an animated action movie. You only have like ninety to a hundred minutes, which is why I, one of the reasons why. Um, and there's the map. There's the treasure map. So basically, the, our issue is that Jim is fucked up how many times now? That's awesome uh, artwork right there. Yeah, that's really good. But he's fucked up twice now. Also, that te- that telescope looks like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Joe. Now I can't get it out of my mind. But um. Like, you've, he's already fucked up twice. His mom is so worn down. Like, how can I, like, like this dude? And I don't like... Um, with his three collarbones. Well, David... <laughs> yeah, right. And David Hyde Pierce's character really doesn't serve any purpose in the movie besides just comic relief. Which, when, when, you're, when you have a substantial character like that, you need to give him some sort of personality that, that really um, charges against the other characters. I always love this effect. That's... Pretty tre- sweet. Yeah, the treasure map. So I'm going to take a video of this real quick and post it on Twitter so people can understand. What we're kind of doing right now, I guess, is that... Yeah, this is a cool effect. Treasure Planet is just a absolutely fantastic idea for a movie, though. It's a good like, idea. Like the- Treasure Island in space, just like it just begs... 
to be done. I mean... And there's I, treasure blend. But, like, the problem also is, like, necessarily... Treasure Island is not necessarily that modern, so, like, you have to make a lot of changes. And you do, but but the basic bone structure of it is just fantastic. I don't... I mean, I, I maybe I... Why was that a joke? That should not have been a joke. I know. You can't undercut yourself constantly for the comment for like <laughs> sarcastic comic effect. Like you can do it once. You should have told Disney that ten years ago because that's all of their movies since then. But very soon, we get introduced to Emma Thompson's character, mm -hmm. who is absolutely legit. Nice. Ouch! No, we don't need that. Ouch! Oh. Ouch! Oh, it's painful. Oh, God! <laughs> That's the executives again. All I can just hear is, like, the executives being like, can we just, like, put some more pop culture in here? Can more we... pop culture references. Can yes, he please. ask who let the dogs out? Is that a possible thing yeah, we seriously, can put in here? With, with Dr. Dilbert right there. Can, can we ask him? Can this be a thing? Because the directors of Little Mermaid and Aladdin certainly don't know how to make a movie without our help, right? Clearly not. You know, I just posted the video of us... Looking at it. So then everyone... Well, I mean, this will be posted later, but... Yeah, so everyone can know. And then they, then they see this. See, oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, look at phone. that. Look at that. We're recording. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to lose you. What will you lose? There's nothing on my face. <laughs> He's wearing mascara and has, like, a little button nose. It's like, there's nothing there. Like, you need more. Dark mascara. Oh. <clears throat> Oh, that's cool. That's super cool. That is so badass. That's super that I really like that. That was cool. <clears throat> that was that was a cool transition and again, we're doing the deep canvassing here. <laughs> I think their problem is that deep canvassing James is James Newton Howard's soaring score. My by far the best score of the movie right here. Oh. Ugh. That was so, a shot, man. My understanding was deep canvassing was really good for um background work. But when you're starting to do, like, majority 3D work, it's not that efficient to do it. Okay. So, basically, that's part of, I think, the cost overruns mm. of the movie is that they were trying to basically use a giant fucking hammer to <laughs> pound in a small nail yeah, right. into the wall to hang a picture frame. <laughs> that was actually a semi-clever line. Semi. There's Musker and Clements. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I'm, I mean, again, like, he should be way more interesting looking. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yes, you've made your point. Fuck. It just so bothers me. Yes. 
You're right. Because look, look at look at all these characters. Mm-hmm. Look at all these interesting characters. Mr. Arrow, I the mean, Rock Man. It's they, it looks so oh, oh, no. grand and great. Oh God. Oh, wonderful! The fart monster. Yeah, the fart monster. Yeah, from DreamWorks. Great. Yes, from... and Doctor Doppler speaks Flatula, and people sometimes wonder why this movie failed. Oh, fucking hell. Cough, cough. Okay, we can move on. And we are moving on. Good morning, Captain. There we go. Again, interesting character design. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh man, she just steals the movie. At least until we see Silver. Shaking the one finger. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to interrupt. Lovely banter, but may I introduce you, Jim Hawkins? Jim, you see, it's a boy who found the treasure. Her? <laughs> Shut up! Her? <laughs> Why did they have to make that a 3D effect? Why? Again, wasted money. That's why they wasted so much money. This is not a good dialogue. Not from him. It's from her it is. But it's not even, like, clever. Like, they need to work better on... I mean, whatever. Yes, ma'am. No, the slacker teenager doesn't like that. There we go. Very well. Ma'am shows enough uh, respect without showing an actual level of <laughs> of respect as captain, which that may be sexist. I don't know. Zip your howling screamer. Shitty. Which, when you cut out all the other words, is shitty. <laughs> you just you just take this cap, the first letter of each word he said, and says shitty. Yes, the second best shot in the movie is Silver's introduction. Glenn okay. Keane. Absolutely chewing the scenery. Mm-hmm. There's no finer officer in this or any other. Fuck. Glen Keen. The cyborg. With a lot of that 
Deep canvassing. What is this, TSA? <laughs> <laughs> So the cyborg arm is a 3D effect, yeah. and the rest of them is 2D. Yeah. So in in the uh, in the the bonus DVD extras, they show how they did it to Captain Hook first mm-hmm. in the original Peter Pan. They replaced his hook with a 3D hook. That's great. And so that's that's how they got the proof of concept. That's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. God, he's so good. God, you can tell that's the animator who did Radigan. You know? And there's our new comic sidekick. And plot device, all wrapped mm-hmm. in one, as you can probably tell. Mm. Second bodily function feature of the movie. <laughs> what is that? Thing? This is a parrot. It's a parrot and a plot device rolled mm, in one. Cool. Yes, just fucking go. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and they both don't agree. Mm-hmm. I smell a buddy movie. It's gonna be a comedy. What are you talking about? Um, Billy Bones, when he died, told Jim to beware of the cyborg. But he didn't know what that meant. Just before I left, I met this old guy. Oh. Dual Shock 4 is disconnected. Sorry, we're watching it on my PS4 right now, so. <laughs> if everyone else is watching on their PS4, that also just happened. Yeah, right? Yeah, 
I feel like the camera angles. Yeah, here we go, another 3D shot. Yeah, like really I feel like me. I feel like every camera angle that's dynamic is 3D, and everyone that's fixed is 2D. But they don't want to do a dynamic 2D at camera. Yeah, like a lot of that stuff makes things interesting because, like, you're just looking at it. It's like, okay. But, like, when they do dynamic stuff, it's great, but they waste so much money with the 3D. That's a badass shot, though, right there. Yeah, so that's my problem. It's like, it feels like they're stuck. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're stuck between doing all 3D and all 2D. And they just need to kind of just man up and pick one. The ignition of the solar sails, though, is such a good shot. And the anti-gravity. Yeah, that's it. Oh, God damn it! Third one. <sighs> and, of course, the comic relief has to crash on South by Southwest. Esp- South by. Yeah. South by reference. Make all- Keep Austin weird. like my ride on hypersonic <laughs> timely reference Jeff indeed do you want to explain what hypersonic XLC is how okay if you don't know what hypersonic XLC is then I don't really care for you as a person should they look it up on YouTube no okay well it's a uh, the first SNS thrust air coaster and it launched 0 to 80 in 1.8 seconds with comparison being, I think, Rock and Roller Coaster goes 0 to 55 in zero, 3 seconds. Uh, rock and Roller Coaster does 0 to 60 in 2.8. 2.8. So imagine near, like, yeah, that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, go, go look it up. The, the launch was insane. It was basically like being plastered on the back of a, yes. of, of a board. Your, your skin literally <laughs> rips off your face. Um, but we just watched a... Uh, pretty sweet scene of the space whales yeah that was cool which disney animation disney animation was right off of the uh pines of rome scene from fantasia 2000 yeah which they had just done two years prior and now we get space whales did you see the uh allegations against the uh uh the uh composer for fantasia 2000 oh yeah yeah Yeah. james levine yeah Mm -hmm. he always creeped me out what a surprise the creepers turn out to be creepers yeah right well, I mean, I think we're just coming towards a cultural reckoning. But anyway, we don't need to get into a... <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I don't, I don't think <laughs> really we're really livening up the conversation yes, right de- Definitely. I don't think we need to get into anything deeper with this, with hashtag Me Too, but there we go. Why? Yeah, no, that's way too but, extreme. But here's the thing is also like... Well, we, get, we get Mr. Scroop, the spider, which he is an awesome character. I feel like a lot of this is also... And you can see they dim the lighting for this scene once he gets into the uh, the villain area. Yeah. Well, also my problem is, like, we're not getting any idea there of... There we go. Okay, this is better. Mr. Scroop. So the problem I had was basically, like, we're not getting any idea of, like, the layout of this boat. Mm-hmm. True. So, like, why... Like, they can choose some better camera angles to... Like, this is a great one to show, like, where we're on the boat. Mm-hmm. A lot of my problems are like, okay, where are we on the boat? So when you're like cutting between two angles from the opposite side of the boat, you're just yeah. like, okay. <clears throat> but this is a great one to show. Hey, 
Like, this is a great one showing, like, conflict. We're showing a lot of this stuff. We're showing... Oh, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you motherfuckers. Why are you shining? Oh, the eye. <laughs> That's not a good line. So saith the molten rock man. Transparently? No. Transparently. That's... Mm. Yeah, no, that wasn't a good line. That was not a good line. They could have done better there. I gave you a job. Hey, I was doing it until that bug thing got... I want this that slob spotless. And heaven help you if I come back and it's not done. What? Even I am this book. Let me know if there'll be any more distractions. I like this. That was good. You see, that's that's. Hmm. Well, this is getting interesting more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> conflict. Great lighting right there. Yeah. The yeah, we, scene. yeah, the point is conflict. We need conflict to go somewhere. Yeah, which we really haven't had until now. Yeah. Maybe lighting the, the tavern on fire, but that came so... Well, but that, I mean, we didn't know who the threat was. Yeah. We were just sort of running away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> time for a bonding scene. Bro time. Bro time. Bro time. I always wondered why. So, for those of you who know the Disney animation history, Treasure Planet was a movie that Musker and Clements wanted to do really since they did Great Mouse Detective. Mm-hmm. And when they had a gong show to uh, to get new ideas for um, Disney animated movies in the late 80s, Treasure Planet was the first movie they pitched. The second movie they pitched was Little Mermaid. Yeah. Which both of them got gonged. Um, Little Mermaid got gonged because they were coming out with wanna, a sequel to Splash. Do you want to explain gonged? Uh, so Michael Eisner, when he came from Paramount, had uh, Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg had what's called gong shows, which I don't know if you know the old TV show, The Gong Show, but people would do stupid acts, and then if you like them, you give them a thumbs up, and if you don't like them, you you gong, you you hit a giant gong. That was the game show. Um, so Michael Eisner had that at Paramount with the oh, and and here's the 
stereotypical pop song in the middle of the movie. Uh, courtesy of John Resnick. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, montage. This, this song sucks. Um, but anyway. anyway, what was I saying? Okay, so the Gong, Gong show, show, they use that at Paramount to come up with new ideas for live action movies in-house so that they didn't have to pay all these screenwriters for script ideas and things like that. So they would they would come up with ideas in-house. They would then hire a screenwriter to do it on spec. So when Eisner and Katzenberg came to Disney, they instituted that practice and they, they did Dark it with, humor. And, <laughs> and they did it with um, animation. Great lighting. Great lighting. Also, yeah, look at that. Also showing a lot of character here with missing mm-hmm. his mom. But anyway, continue with the gong show. Exactly. So um, in the late 80s, they had a gong show for animation after they did Great Mouse Detective to see what their next animated movies were going to be. Great Mouse Detective basically proved to them that animation would actually make money. And they, yeah. didn't, have, they didn't have to close the animation studio. Um, so Oliver and Company was the first movie that they approved, as well as the sequel to The Rescuers. Um, Musker and Clemens pitched Treasure Planet, which got gonged. And then they pitched uh, Little Mermaid, which got gonged, because at the time they were making a sequel to Splash. And they said, no, we're, we're making a, you know, another mermaid movie. There's, there's no reason to do another one. So at the end of the gong shows, Jeffrey Katzenberg always read the treatments that all the animators wrote for their ideas. He would just literally spend the whole night reading them. So he read the treatment for Little Mermaid, absolutely loved it, and called Ron Clements the next day and said, I absolutely love this Little Mermaid idea. We should try and do it if we can. So that's how Musker and Clements got to make Little Mermaid. Um, and then they tried to... I don't know if they tried to do Treasure Planet when they did Aladdin, because I think they were, they were pulled into Aladdin pretty quickly. They were asked to do Beauty and the Beast after they did Little Mermaid, but they, they didn't want... They were kind of burned out from Little Mermaid. So Kirk Wise and Gary Trousdale, two of the story artists on Little Mermaid, took over and did Beauty and the Beast. Um, Musker and Clemens did Aladdin, which came out the next year. Um, so I don't know if they wanted to do Treasure Planet... Oh, there goes his dad. Yeah. He has daddy issues. Who would have known? Who would have thunk? Um, but I know that they tried to do Treasure Planet after they did Aladdin. Now that they had done two hits in a row, they tried to pitch to Eisner and to Disney to do Treasure Planet, which would have come out in 97 instead of doing Hercules, because Hercules was their next movie. So I always think to myself, like, imagine a Treasure Planet that was made in 1997 instead of 2002, when Musker and Clemens could have controlled the whole the whole thing oh, way better with, movie. yeah with the screenwriters way and, better and movie. with all the animators that were still at Disney and hadn't gone to DreamWorks yet so imagine they, a they, treasure planet before Beauty and the Beast yeah who, who even knows what that would have looked like way better um, but yeah with all the animators and all the story artists way, and way better with, with Andres Deja and with you know Eric Goldberg and all those animators and all the yeah can you imagine like Bernie Mattinson and yeah all the story artists who even knows what this would have looked like? I mean, and this is, this is a pretty gorgeous movie. I in mean, terms give of, or take. I mean, in terms of the, the backgrounds and the art and things like that. Okay, I mean, yeah, backgrounds. I mean, you have yeah. problems with the layout, for sure. But, like, the backgrounds and the colors and everything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is, is, there a, is there an animated movie, non-Pixar, made since then that's, you know, better artistically? Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I 
Mor- Morph should have been like the only comic relief in this movie. Unfortunately, like, get more. Well, he could have. He could have. He could have really carried the movie in terms also, of comic relief. Where are the other characters? Because we just completely went through like it feels like three weeks of work, and we have seen nothing of anyone else. Right. Well, again, I mean. See that's the problem when you have executives breathing down your neck, giving you notes that you have to that you have to follow. You get stuff like this, where we have we have ninety to hundred minutes to tell an animated action movie with with a lot of plot. So all of these character scenes, because the executives say no, the character scenes are boring. Take them out. Yeah, the plot. But Muster and Clements story. is like, wait, <laughs> we need character scenes here to drive the story. To drive the story, but the 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 um. The executive said no, obviously because a shorter movie means you keep the budget down because you don't have as many drawings. Um, But it also, I mean, they have whatever surveys or whatever that says kids don't like long movies. So we have to keep the movie short. Well, okay, but you also need a story and you need to make the movie good. And character scenes kind of help you do that. So you need to balance it. This is the this is the space version of the hurricane scene. The supernova explosion. Although this is pretty cool. You have to admit, slightly cooler than a hurricane. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> With all the fireballs flying through the air, cutting through the sails. <clears throat> way, way more spectacular. Yeah. Gorgeous scene, though. Mm-hmm. Considering that we haven't really seen a scene with so much red mm-hmm. so far. Right. Um, well, that's why I'm saying, like, the backgrounds and the color are so well done in this movie. Because, like, they, they space out the colors so well. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> Get it? It's a space movie? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Another Mai Tai? Yeah. Oh, giant gas giant. We're all good. Yeah, see, that's just stupid. You don't need that. Weird alien thing running away, making funny noises. It's unnecessary. Yes. (laughs) It's so cool. Oh, wait, you're fucked on another level. Wait. (laughs) Wait, black hole. Okay. Remember when I said it couldn't get any worse? And this is the space equivalent of the Whirlpool. Yep. But much cooler. Wet event horizon, motherfuckers. <laughs> so I, I was watching a video today from Polygon, a video game website. Uh-huh. And it was Justin and Griffin McElroy. My brother, my brother, me, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a universe simulator. So what they were doing was they were, like, messing around the universe, like, hey, what would happen if we put 26 moons around the Earth? <laughs> or what if we threw like two black holes into the Milky Way? Um, <laughs> so well, there's probably plenty of black holes in the Milky Way somewhere. Or they like two black holes into I'm sorry into the solar system. Oh, okay. So things got really interesting real quick, right? And then stopped being interesting because existence stopped. Yeah, in the solar system. I'll have to show that to you later. But yeah, it's a really, it's a really good one. Jim, do something responsible. Yes, ma'am. 
you know what would have been really good to see Jim do is like kind of actually grow up a little bit through this. Yeah. Like physically grow up. Like just like you see him just become more of like if the, if but the we whole don't entire have ah uh, plot plot. Event Horizon. A significant supporting character getting killed in a Disney movie is not a, not is not very. Uh, I mean, it's pretty rare. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, technically, he's not dead. Um, when you hit the Event Horizon, just basically time just like stretches out way too far. Okay, so a significant supporting character becoming a non-entity is pretty rare yeah. in Disney movies. So, are they trying to say black holes are escapable, or...? Well, there, are, there is a pulsed explosion every, every couple minutes, and they timed the pulsed explosion so they can be propelled out. That's, that's what they did. Sure, yeah, let's go with that. It makes sense. See, like, they, she had a spotlight on her. It's great lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what about that one asshole? <clears throat> but what about that dude? He's dead, right? Well, they don't know that yet. They didn't see it. Oh, shit. Bad sound effect. Ha <laughs> ha, brotherhood. By pinchers. No, I checked them all. Asshole. Mm-hmm. He's not happy about that. I don't like the word spacer. So was this? Was that scene supposed to have weight to it? Because it had no weight to it. Yeah. That was about as weight. That was about had as much weight as like whipped cream. Such a great. That, that's a great shot. That's a great shot. Look at that. It's so good. You know, just wonder what they could have done had they actually kept 2D animation going, you know? And and actually had good people working it. And that's my big thing right now. is like, hey, Pixar can do 3D. You can do 3D movies, like all that stuff. But like, why aren't... Why isn't Disney doing 2D? Just just once in a while. Every couple of years. Have a 2D and why movie. isn't Pixar working on 3D? And then people are going to be like, well, kids just want to watch 3D. No, I don't agree with that. Yeah, no. No. Kids still want to watch Beauty and the Beast. They still want to watch Lion King. And, and not only that, like, guess what is one of the most critically acclaimed video games this year? South Park? Cuphead. Oh. Cuphead. And South Park? Have you ever seen Cuphead? No. Cuphead is a shoot 'em up hardcore, hardcore arcade video game. This is a good character moment. That is 
an- hand animated like the 1920s. Oh, really? Like the the pipes and the wheels and whatnot. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you Cuphead. But the point is, is like there is a. It, it's kind of the whole entire issue with like Disney kind of wanting to make every park into the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, like and, you and, need and every every land you the fantasy need land. differentiation. Yeah, because otherwise everything turns into the same. Like barely making a profit or barely like you're never going to get that blockbuster hit if everything yeah. looks the same. Yeah, I'm disappointed that they do that because every marketing manager or professional knows that you need differentiation, mm-hmm. and Disney just isn't doing that, and that's very disappointing. <laughs> you missed it, but that was a fantastic character scene. Then a great shot right there. Mm-hmm. And the star is moving. I mean, that's so hard to do. I mean, they look like shit, but they are moving, and it looks, I mean, decent. I mean, nowadays it could be like ten times better, but. Uh oh. Dun dun dun. Yeah, fuck that guy. But I mean, uh, anyway, here's Cuphead real quick. Disney could be watch that inappropriate for children. <laughs> oh yeah, that's super twenties. No, 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 no. That's just like that's just like no. Trust me, it gets way better. Look, oh, that's 30s. Yeah. That's but like look color. At, look at that. Yeah. You see? How great is that? Yeah. That's like Silly Symphonies, like 1933. Yeah. But anyway, like, this is one of the most critically acclaimed video games this year. And there's an audience for this. I mean, I mean, we all know that all, all you have to do is make a good movie, make a good story. <laughs> and, peop- and people will watch it. But even, even, even considering that, I mean, Disney could just say that, oh, we're going to make 2D animation in order to make a a work of art, mm-hmm. like Sleeping Beauty or like a Miyazaki movie. Like, we want our animated, like, we're going to make 2D animated movies, like, once every three years, but they're going to be, like, gorgeous. They're just going to be, like... They're going to be events again. Yeah, they're going to be events. And that's the problem. I mean, they could, they could easily do that. events anymore. Right. I'm okay with Disney doing some 3D. That's totally fine, but... You know, every couple years, do a 2D animated movie that just looks gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know? Differentiating. The point is, like, hey, be like... Uh-oh. Now we know that Silver is not who he says he is. Hey, look, he had a nose for a second. That was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) 
So basically, he left his parent. Everything is terrible. He's lost his second parent figure, mm-hmm. father figure. Everything is shit. Yeah. That's such a cool nice. visual. Huh? What? Yeah, it was a bad line. We're playing games. Oh, oh um, were you downstairs, me? Uh, the. Yeah, see what he did there. I want a munch squad. <laughs> so everybody's bad now. Cool. More 3D. That's a great shot. <laughs> Even though they outnumber us like 20 to 1, a million to 1. Mm, plot is happening. Plot. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cyborg gets it done. More 3D. Deep canvas. Getting the deep Tarzan canvas. slinging through the trees. Yeah, effectively, yes. Smart. Uh oh. Asshole. No. Uh oh. I love how he's hidden in shadows too. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> Soft spot. <laughs> Effectively, yes. From Hot Fuzz. 
Uh, from Point Break? From Point Break, and then, <laughs> and then from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Don't tell me from Hot Fuzz and that just say, oh yeah, Point Break from Hot... Yeah, point <laughs> Hot Fuzz from Point Break. <clears throat> You assholes. <laughs> Damn it! Oh. Everyone's gonna get high! <laughs> Ooh, mushrooms. I want drugs. Shut up. If I rewrite that line, I would be like, not, that's more fun than I'll ever have one again. Like, open the character up a little bit. And be like, that was amazing! <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no, they're not going to do anything with his character. Of course not. Oh, plot twist! Oh, it was more of the whole time! Blot. Awesome plot device. Get low, get low, get low. Shoot morph. Shoot morph. <laughs> How the fuck can you kill morph? That's the real question. Um, I guess put him in the heart of a sun or something. Maybe. Yeah. Black hole. Mm-hmm. Black hole would work. In oh. case of a giant magnet, maybe. Oh, this is when Ben comes out. Yeah. Uh, one of the more regrettable characters of the movie. As if we hadn't had enough of those. I mean, we had... I mean, you need Ben, but you don't need Ben. Oh, by the way, another instance of Martin Short in this fucking yeah, Disney universe. What, what was Disney's obsession with Martin Short? What is Disney's obsession with Martin Short? Because it still continues. <laughs> Remember Robin Williams? This is like... Hey, every, every animated movie needs some sort of comedian who can just be like, I can improv. This is like point zero 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 one percent is good. I don't know. Can we get Danny DeVito? Can we get Martin Short? Can we get, I don't know, anyone? That's why Lilo and Stitch was so good. Right? Because it didn't have, well, but he had Pleakley. Oh shit! It, was, it did. Yeah. It did have another comedian, <laughs> but he wasn't. He wasn't as stupid. No, Pleakley was great. Pleakley is my jam. He's a great guy. <laughs> Here, educate yourself. Trying too hard. Way too hard. Uh, 
Isn't Ben all 3D? I don't know, actually. I think he is. Hey Poe, hey Poe, hey Poe. Hey Mo, hey Mo, hey Mo, hey Mo. I'm sorry, you've overdrawn. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do this. We're not legally <laughs> we're not insured for this. Can you show us a place to hide, Ben? Well, you can hide at my home hiding place, I guess. No, just show me where to hide. What's with this music? No, you don't. This is your fucking problem, Morph. This is like literally the first time he touched him. <laughs> so. Which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Thank you. Shut up! Shut up, Martin Short. Oh, fuck me. We drink watching this movie. Oh, my. We're starting to drink again. Oh, fuck. How's my time? Mm. Good? Solid. Good. So the cat and the dog marry in the end, or what? Of course. It's a cat and a dog. (laughs) Shut up, Ben. Oh, my fucking God. Like, literally.
listen to me. You need a nose. Yeah. <laughs> you need to cut down on Do you have any features? You should just like get a scar or something, bro. You need to cut down on the black mascara. Who do you think you are, Billy Joe Armstrong? <laughs> Come on. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his... Oh, this is Joseph te- Gordon-Levitt. Oh, sure, sure. Huh. At his teenage douchebag best. Oh, yeah. This is before uh, 500 Days of Summer. <laughs> <laughs> and Brick. Mocking his accent. You have mocked my accent for the last time. <laughs> so we're going to sit down and have a talk, is basically what's going on. Soft spot. <laughs> it's a great background there. Mm-hmm. My God, what? Ah, oh, they're falling in love. <laughs> Talking too much. Set up the plot. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think you you can use a little quiet time, Martin That's Short. That's There you go. Oh yeah! By the way, the whole planet is a big machine because it's awesome. Go, impulsive teenager! I'm a protagonist. I take action. Fucking. That would be funny if he hadn't been so annoying up till now. Yeah. You can't just play stupid at 100% of the time. It just doesn't work. Except not everyone is off the boat. <laughs> right? Correct. Who haven't we seen? 
We haven't seen Mr. Glabby, Grabby, Snippy, Snippy. Yes. Of course. Fucking course. Of course. Hey, this is this is before Pirates of the Caribbean, okay? So that was the reference. That that was that was a backdoor reference. Mm Mm-hmm. Battle time. Hey, deep canvassing. Whoa. Is it me or does it not work as well in tight spaces? It doesn't. The point with deep canvassing is it always should be used for some sort of background effect. Like, you see, that's okay for deep canvassing. Mm -hmm. But when you're using it, like, in a more forward level in... Oh, motherfucker. You should have shot when you could have. Oh, great. And of course, the red lighting makes it even better. Go back around. Shoot him! Dance. Oh. Fighting anti-gravity! So good. Literally ripping the pirate flag off. Yeah. That was a great shot. Yeah. You see, that's these are good shots because they're showing you so much of this, so much of the uh, actual ship itself. This is also a great shot. That's a great way for a baddie to die. Then they hit, then the gravity comes back. Mm-hmm. But he's already too far gone. Yeah. I love that idea, though. It's it's like the opposite of the standard Wile E. Coyote cliff dive yeah. that Gaston and everyone else seems to do. <laughs> that is a great shot, though. Right, plot. Ah, we saw that from a mile away, in a way. Good plot twist, though. Keep the story going. Yeah. No. <laughs> Make me. <laughs> oh, 
Why do I get the feeling this is some sort of backup defense mechanism where he enters a wrong? It's it's not. Oh, it's not. No, it's showing him to the door. Yeah, uh, I was thinking maybe like he kind of the situation where um uh when like people need to deal with something that if like they're getting robbed or whatever instead of mm-hmm. pressing a button they like enter something like in like it looks like they're actually doing work but it actually like triggers a security warning. I was thinking maybe it was that. Well, I mean, there's a security thing, but it's not until later. Okay. It's, it's not when they enter. We'll, Spoilers, we'll Jeff! Well, we'll say that. Okay. It's not when they enter. Shut up, Ben. Shut up, Ben. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> Shut up! Oh, my God. God. Yeah, that, that's bad. Ben, if you want to be a good protagonist, just, like, kill him or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sacrifice your life. Again, pirates, pretty fucking dumb. <laughs> this is like Legend of Zelda basic bullshit right here. Yeah, right? Great visuals, though. It is. They're fantastic. It is really cool. Clench. Maybe as if it's called Treasure Planet. <laughs> Indeed. You fucking dipshit. <laughs> I mean, it's literally the thing right there. Why don't... No, no, never mind. Mm-hmm. Jump out. Oh. 
Hey, Long John, we gotta get the fuck out of here right now. Yeah, how are we gonna get all this stuff out of here? No, we gotta get out of here right now. That's cool. You can see how um, they've kind of really dulled that texture out. <laughs> but hey, yo, you guys, you triggered something! <laughs> you better get out of here! No, the other way. That, the other way. <laughs> the other way is out. The other way is out. The ship is not out. There's also another out I you need to do, around. and it involves a toilet. Ugh. Oh, Continue, Jeff. I'm continuing. Good. You can also see the parallels to Pirates of the Caribbean in this last scene, or at least the, the climax scene that we're watching. As we see Captain Flint and his skeletal remains, a lot of the uh, a lot of the skeletal influences came from here, as well as the cove of treasure that they had in Pirates of the, that uh, Barbosa had in, Pir- in Curse of the Black Pearl. A lot of influences here with the with the treasure hoard idea. This is a good plot device. I always thought was. Uh, the back of Ben's mind that was missing. Like, I, I like the idea that Ben, his mind was missing. Like, his memory chip was taken out by Flint because Flint did not want Ben to know where the treasure was hid or, or the defense mechanism or the trap or anything like that. So I like that plot device. I don't like Ben as a character. First of all, because it's Martin Short. And, dear God, just toss him a fish. Oh, I'm back. Oh, Jesus so speaking, speaking of defense Ugh. mechanisms, so he found, so uh, Flint's skeleton is there, and Flint's skeleton in his hand had Ben's missing memory chip. Ah, that's cool. So he got his memory chip, and now he knows, oh, wait, <laughs> there is a defense mechanism. Right. See, now he's going to do something heroic after an hour and a half. That's badass, though. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool effect. That's not. That was obvious. That looked like the treasure hoard from The Hobbit. Like, that's how bad it looked. The, the, the smog treasure. Oh, God. Yeah, it's bad. It's like Dreamcast ra- graphics. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Planet's exploding, I think. Yeah. You have 30 seconds to bond. <laughs> the one good line of his in the whole mm-hmm. movie. Fucking shoot him! <laughs> yes! Lord, we are so out of here. 
Fucking hell. Certain death. Oh no, you're done. Decisions. <laughs> like seriously, holy shit, you guys are a mile away. Well, now I can't get him. Decisions must be made. How the fuck do we get out of here? <laughs> Again, how the fuck do we get out of here? Jump in there! Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, right. Not wrong. Whoops. That's a problem. Not good. So what the fuck do we need to do then? Can you guess? What's he gonna do? Oh, he's gonna ride it. Turn gonna ride around. It. Where's he going? They're gonna go through the portal. There you go. Gonna open a different door. <laughs> Listen to the protagonist, damn it. Welding is way better than ropes. <laughs> At least my opinion. <laughs> Fucking do it! Now we tie back to the beginning of the movie. Yep. 
because the beginning of the movie had to have some point. I mean, they still screwed that up quite a bit. But... Right, but at least they tied it back, and it wasn't completely pointless. Yeah. Of course. No, no. <laughs> you're gonna die. Oh shit. There you go. Excuse me. <laughs> I just farted as they touched it. So that, <laughs> <Ta-da>! was <great. laughs> that wasn't part of the movie. Yeah. You see, there we go, deep canvassing. That worked well. Mm-hmm. Again, big scale. Mm-hmm. Also, not the focus. Well, I guess. We're tossing you overboard I th- I th- immediately. I, th- I thought he was going to say unfucking believable. <laughs> yeah, we're tossing. But Ben, you're dead. Ben, you're being <laughs> Bye, thrown over right now. No, we don't want you back at all. None. That'd be awesome if Ben was replaced with Timekeeper. Oedipus Spinnipish. Yeah, Oedipus Spinnipish. Go back to the Al- Library of Alexandria before it burned down. There goes Suzanne Summers pulled by a blender fish. <laughs> she's bold, she's bashy, comes all the way from Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Say hello to Nine Eye. No, Morphe's not going into cage. You are. There's the difference. <laughs> you know this. about family. But I learned something today. That's a great shot. Mm-hmm. Here's what I learned. Mm-hmm. 
Ditch the earring. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, look, he has facial tears a little bit there. <laughs> All of a sudden. All of a sudden, he has a little bit. I guess bit. You, you just have to close in on him. Yeah. Just a little bit of crinkles somewhere. Close up shot. How long were they gone for? That's the problem. We don't have any idea of time here. Oh, we usually don't in these kind of movies. Yeah, but even then, it's like... Well, I mean, but like, Beauty and the Beast, you still got seasons. Well, let, don't get don't get too caught up in the continuity of Beauty and the Beast. How how long was Maurice lost in the woods during the wintertime? Good point. As, as it changed to spring. So, yeah, let, let, don't really get too but caught up po- in the continuity with these uh, But movies. again, the point is that we at least have some idea of, hey... Yo, time changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's why that's why we're supposed to have more character, um, more character scenes at the beginning of Act Two, which we didn't. Uh-huh. But like, we 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 gave a uh, we got a montage with a song, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. John Silver died. <laughs> right. In, in, in another supernova. He starved while trying to find some place to live. Alright, now we have to have a encore bow with all the characters that we've seen. So there's the mom. Oh, wow. You mean Jim learned something? <laughs> he grew up a little bit, didn't he? Got a little taller? I don't know. I think he did, yeah. Good. It's part of the visual. Yeah, that's um, good. And this uh, this was the third movie of James Newton Howard's three movie animated contract with Disney. Mm-hmm. The first one being Dinosaur, and the, se- <laughs> and the second one being Atlantis. Oh Jesus Christ! And this is movie number three. So he had really good luck with the animated movies in the early two thousands. Yeah, really the best luck. Double play. Expectations. I need more soup, please. There's an alternate universe where this movie did really well, and Bob Iger wants to turn Liberty Square into Treasure Planet Land. (laughs) You know this, right? Did he just dab? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope Disney never makes a uh, revolution period movie, because uh, say goodbye to Hall of Presidents. Is that a bad thing, necessarily, right now? As long as you don't have him talk. That's really, that, I mean, that's really the, the idea. Or just like, you know, American Adventure is way better than that. All right, thoughts. There we go. Thoughts? Your thoughts. Not as garbage as a lot of people make it out to it's be. It's certainly not garbage. It is, it is not great, <laughs> no. to be sure. A lot of really pointless, badly drawn characters. Not drawn characters, but badly created characters. Yeah. But, watchable. Definitely watchable. Uh, I would say there's a lot of just 
small things that just don't add up. Yeah, or they it, never it's, it seems like there's it. a great movie in there somewhere. They they just had to s- stretch it out more, cut the weeds out. Yeah. Like, you can't introduce Ben. See, Andy Gaskell did the art direction, and Andy Gaskell's fantastic. And Ian Gooding. And and the problem also is you can't introduce Ben so late. Oh, no, that's in the original Treasure Island. Oh, I know, oh, I know. But you still can't introduce a character like that as designed that you're executing through the movie to the end. Well, you can't be a complex character if if you're introducing him at the end, which they kind of... So, as as bad as Ben is, they kind of made him into a complex character because he was a lunatic until he got his memory chip exactly. back. And then he was more... So they made him into a complex character, which... And they can't. Well, yeah, if you introduce something, someone in that... And see, the story, like, Francis Glaboss is fantastic, mm-hmm. but nobody else on yeah. that story team is is A+. plus. Yeah. Which is, which is a shame. Like, Francis Glaboss is the only one who actually is worth a damn on that team. Yeah. John Silver, supervising animator, CGI animator, voice. A lot of animators from Atlantis had to come on this movie because they didn't want to do Brother Bear <laughs> or, or Home on the Range. Well, I mean, and I they wanted to work with Musker and Clements again. Did so, I fucking blame them? Well, I mean, they but they were all um, they were they were all given uh, 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 assistant animator jobs rather than rather than supervising animator jobs. Yeah, well, I don't blame them. So like normally, like th- these are all the supervising animators from Atlantis who came on to Treasure Planet and and were assistant animators or just regular animators, which usually doesn't happen. Usually, if you're a supervising animator, you will be a supervising animator for all the movies that you do. Yeah, but they didn't want to work on Brother Bear or Home on the Range. So they said, I'd, I'd rather be an assistant animator with Treasure Planet than a supervising animator for Brother Bear. I almost feel like being an a, uh, animating supervisor for a Brother Bear may be a better thing, on a way. Yeah. Um, in a way. Well. So, um, I would argue that this is kind of the start of the Disney downturn. Well, or would you say that's if you want if you want to argue starts? Would you argue well, that the, the beginning of the pendulum starting to go the other way was obviously Pocahontas. When that, was Hercules? Before that or after? Hercules in '97. So, so 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 here's so here's the pendulum, right? Here's Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so here and and the pendulum starts and we get Grace Mount Detective yeah, and yeah, yeah. et cetera et cetera, and then the pendulum swings all the way up to Lion King, mm-hmm. right? And then the next year is Pocahontas, so it starts going yeah. back down. And we get Hunchback and Hercules, which are good. Mulan is good, right? Yeah. And then we get Tarzan and Emperor's New Groove and Atlantis and... and yeah. So so Treasure Planet was just on that pendulum swing. You know, just, just taking its natural course. Because, I mean, th- this whole thing had a natural course because more and more animators were leaving for DreamWorks or for Pixar yeah. or for whoever. And Michael Eisner is an asshole, and everyone who is running animation. Like, as people leave animation, they are replaced with cake-eating losers yeah. who make these movies worse. Yeah. So the movies get worse and worse. You know, all your friends are leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you, you know, you're, you're still just there, and you're, now you're just coasting. Mm-hmm. So there's no real creative juice left. Mm-hmm. So this, th- that, that's how you get a movie like this, where you can tell, like... Monster and Clements wanted to make this movie. They just didn't have the creative star power on their team that they did with... I mean, obviously Little Mermaid and Aladdin was like the equivalent of the Justice League. 
effectively, yeah. But even Hercules had a pretty pretty good um, creative team. Mm-hmm. Um, at least far, far better than, than this movie. So, so yeah, so that's how you get something like this. More inspired? Um, which I would say, like, even even if all the movies from this moment on were this good, Disney animation would still be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is this is a very watchable movie. Not great, but, like, it's not... I mean, I, I think part of the problem was they just marketed it so poorly. Mm-hmm. And and they put it, they released it the exact the same time as Harry Potter, the first one, the second one, second one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> and uh, I believe Die Another Day came out that year, mm-hmm. the Bond movie, um, and two thousand two, Two Towers. Mm-hmm. So Treasure Planet came out in the middle of those three blockbusters and just got buried. Because yeah. Disney didn't really care to advertise it. They took a freaking, they took like a like a like a fifteen million dollar write off on this thing before the movie came out. Yeah. Before the movie came out, so you tell me like how much they actually wanted to market this movie. Or two days afterwards, or some crazy thing like that. Like I think it was like a week before. Yeah. That's what I thought. Because that's that. Because Roy got pissed that mm-hmm. they did that. But anyway, like that that tells you that they did not care about marketing this movie. That's why it was such a disaster, in, from the box office. Yeah. If they marketed it, it might have been done half decently. And, and if they didn't, if they didn't release it in the middle of three giant blockbusters, yeah, then I think I think we we still could have had something. But um, as it happened, Michael Eisner just sucks, just in general. As Eisner sucks. Who'd have thought? That's Treasure Planet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it, watching it with us. That was interesting to say the least. Let's hit the bonus materials real quick. You need to get going home, um, probably soon. It's, what time is it? One. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, eh. it's, it's not... I mean, the visual commentary is good stuff, because it's Musker and Clements. Yeah. But, like, the making of is just sort of meh. It, it, like, the making of, from what I remember, is, like, eight minutes long. It's okay, not, it's not never really mind, then. It. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe... I mean, you can see the... Um, the Captain Hook... Visual, it, which is which is in the bonus. Oh, is that features. there? Yeah, if you want to. Okay, well, let's let's check that out. Which one is it under? So go to uh, behind the scenes. Uh, I assume this one. Yeah, try that one. Okay, let's see. Oh, I guess not. Um, how do I go back? What did I do? I think you clicked on something. I pressed the button. That was not the button. I, no, I don't want to. I don't want to know. We're not watching the movie again. Um, okay. <clears throat> Maybe it's under production or something. So go back to. Go back to behind the scenes. Is there a thing like production or something? The characters, maybe? Or animation? Yeah, no, that's not it. Um, How do I go back? Yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. That thing. Animation. The hook test. The hook test. There okay, go. let's go, let's check this out. <laughs> Yay! Glen Keen. We're sorry about what happened to Rapunzel, Glen Keen. Yeah. <laughs>
the challenge was, could we take a CG element and put it onto that and see if it could still carry the same emotion, the same acting? Well, that's what you're going to see now. This is going to be cool. You will go ashore. Pick up Tinkerbell and bring her to me. You will go ashore. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, they didn't do a... No, they did the full cyborg arm. Oh, they did the full cyborg... I thought you said they replaced the hook. Well, they replaced the hook with the cyborg arm. Oh, no, 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 no. They replaced his arm with a cyborg arm. Yeah, yeah, because the hook was the other side, right. yeah. Oh, I thought they added that completely. Never mind. Okay, that's cool. That makes sense. You can do the silver progression animation if you want. Yeah, let's do this. Because that'll be... With silver... Then we'll pack everything up, and then you can get home. Mm -hmm. is, um, is interesting, but you've got to go somewhere further with him. And from the original book, he had a peg leg. What would the modern version of that be? Well, why not make it from a sideboard instead of just a peg leg? Then how about a mechanical arm and part of his head as well? I mean, how much can we make do the CG blending? Which is not bad. I mean, that's definitely the better part of the CG. Well, yeah, no, the CG blending on silver was absolutely top-notch. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't even tell. It was ridiculous. The following shows the process of bringing one scene of John Silver to life, from storyboards through rough animation to finished color. <clears throat> Let's see. Hey, look, he has more facial features in the rough. <laughs> in, in, the, in the storyboard. In the storyboard, he has more facial features than IRL. <laughs> like, in the final movie. Jimbo. Oh, that's real. Oof. So this is probably some sort of, like, crazy... Why did they do this? Okay, whatever. So this is when they actually did, like, actually drew his whole figure. God, that's so cool. It's still a rough thing that I like. It still looks great. I like that. The joke still never gets old. Yeah, right. <laughs> you see, there. You see, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. well, compare that to the original storyboards, where it's just all very fluid, and they still want to go for that. Yeah. Whoa. You see, like it's just that they inserted that three seconds of just. So yeah, that's Treasure Planet. I don't know what else to say. Solid. Yeah. God, I hate these menu old menus. It's like, yeah, we want you to select the uh, random objects, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They'll so send there, you back. So there, there's a few spheres floating in the uh, floating in the air, and you need to click those to actually get to where you want to go. It's like, oh, yeah, you know that random thing that doesn't say back? We want you to select that to go back. Right. You need to I really appreciate you need, that. You need to, like, 
to select the blue planet to go back, select the red planet to watch animation, and select the green planet to watch the storyboard treatment. Obviously. Don't select the regular planet. That starts the movie again, and you can't get out of that. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Um, All right. So this has been the Treasure Planet Christmas episode of the... The Candle Nights episode. Park the... Scope Unprofessional Podcast. Two hours. Yeah, two hours nearly. Uh, the Candle Nights episode, the... Uh, Kwanzaa episode, the uh, Festivus episode, you know, all your winter holiday needs. The season of Yule. Effectively, yes. So, Yule Tide. So, I guess um, we're going to be doing some YouTube Tuesdays. We're going to be... A couple more. A couple more. Um, We've got a bunch of other stuff coming up. Um, When are are you posting this tomorrow? Tomorrow being what uh, uh, Sunday? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Because um, if if you post this tomorrow, there might be some extra bonus videos coming. Ooh. But most likely, this has not been posted on Sunday, and in fact, it's been yeah. posted after Sunday. And in that case, you have already seen the bonus videos. So go to the YouTube, go to the Parkscope main page, and you can see there's there's four bonus videos that I released this week, apart from our YouTube Tuesday regular feature that you can watch on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I would say... Um... Trying to think here. Uh, it depends on if we record an episode this week. I want to about stuff, but if if we don't record an episode this week, it comes out this week for Christmas. If we do record an episode this week, it gets released uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. So we'll figure something out. Good stuff. But yeah, thank you very much. Wasn't that great? Yeah, that was great. I, I like the Mai Tai, too. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Awesome. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys later, and have happy holidays. Over and out. Over and out. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs>